What if tomorrow you woke up and just like that, you had the body you've always dreamed of? Your health was on point, energy levels were high, and your confidence <laughs> through the roof. Completely Possible Fitness wants you to know that it's possible to change your life and make your dreams come true. We specialize in weight loss, muscle building, functional training, group exercise, and nutritional advice. Don't let another day go by not having exactly what you want. Contact Copo Fit and let us help transform your life. Copo Fit is on all social media. Do you love drama as much as I do? Plot shifts and heart-pounding turns will keep you enthralled in the new book, Soiled Sheets by Phoenix Ash. Dana and Marshall are drawn to each other, but their flame has a tendency to burn and splinter all that once mattered, quite possibly even each other. Will they make it through the debris or become part of the ruins? Find out when you purchase your copy of Soiled Sheets by Phoenix Ash. Now available via Amazon Books and all Kindle devices. And it's free with Kindle Unlimited. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. What the Finance, presented by Say What Radio. It's your girl, Star. You're tuned in to a brand new episode of What the Finance. And y'all, I'm just going to get right to it. On today's show, we are going to be raising the curtain on America's dirty, dirty little secret of staggering, astonishing student loan debts. Ooh, every time I hear the words student loan debt, it just makes me feel just sick inside because um, I carried that burden for years in shame because I didn't think anyone owed as much as I owed. And I owe over $100,000 between my bachelor's degree that took five years to get and um, my master's degree. And then I even have um, a little bit of a trade school in there. Yeah, crazy. I owe over $100,000. But guys, I'm finding that I am not alone. And if you're like me, um, you may not owe as much as I do. You may owe as much. You may owe more. Um, but regardless of however much you owe, trust me, you are not alone. So I wanted to talk about this subject for a while because one, I'm personally affected by it. Um, because of my staggering student loan debt, um, I haven't been able to purchase the home that I really want to purchase because um, of my debt to income ratio. So no matter how good your credit score is, um, lenders want to be sure that you can afford to stay in that house. And a lot of people forget about student loans that they don't think lenders look at student loans when they're calculating debt to income ratio, but they are. And even if you're not paying anything, even if you're on some type of income-based repayment plan, regardless of what you're paying, like let's say you owe $100,000, but you finagled a payment of 
$150-$200 a month. They're not taking into account what your monthly payment is. They're taking into account what your monthly payment would be under normal circumstances. And if you owe six figures or even a high five figures, that's going to be $500-$1,000, maybe even more a month. So if you're already owing a mortgage to a Sally Mae or to the U.S. Department of Education, you can't afford another mortgage. <laughs> and most people can't afford that on, you know, a, a normal corporate America or even corporate executive salary. But anyway, um, what really got me wanting to talk about it on the show is, um, one, I've been reading the new Michelle Obama book, Becoming. Guys, um, I definitely would recommend that book. And this gives me an idea. I, I read a lot, um, not just financial books, but inspirational books, motivational books, entrepreneurial books, business books, fitness, anything that's going to help me increase my value long term. So I think I'm going to start, you know, sharing um, some books that I read um, in the coming weeks. But anyway, so I was reading the Michelle Obama book. And um, as many of you know, uh, Michelle graduated from Harvard School of Law and she was a high powered attorney making a really big salary. Um, but she hated being an attorney. She she hated it. And I can relate to Michelle. And I think that's why I love the book so much, because, you know, she was always, you know, really smart. She always did really well in school. Um, she never really knew what she wanted to be. Um, but she figured, you know, doing well in school and being smart and, you know, graduating from the top of her class at Princeton, um, people were really impressed when she told them that she wanted to be an attorney. So she didn't really become an attorney because it's, you know, it was this lifelong goal of hers or she admired attorneys or, or really wanted to do the work of a of an attorney. She just figured it just made perfect sense. Um, they get decent salaries. It was a prestigious job. Growing up on the, on the South side of Chicago, she always saw, you know, these really successful looking women in their nice suits and their pumps and their briefcases. And her parents worked, you know, manual labor jobs. Well, her dad did. Her dad worked a manual labor job um, for most of her upbringing. Her mom was stay at home. So she looked at her household and then looked outside of her household. And those people power walking to those large skyscrapers in Chicago just seemed like they had it all together. So she wanted to be one of those people. But once she got in the door and got settled and looked around and oh, that corporate life start weighing on her, she realized that she didn't like it at all. She didn't feel any passion for it. Um, she didn't really feel like she was making a difference. There was just so much more that she felt that she was called to do. But one of the decisions um, that, that held her back is she, you know, was getting paid very well as an attorney. And, you know, she had a car, you know, a pretty nice car. She was living with her mom, so she didn't have a lot of um, housing expenses, but she had a pretty large student loan payment. I mean, this was probably in the 80s um, and, you know, her payment was $600 a month, which was a lot. That's a lot now. So just imagine back then it was doable for her because, of course, she had an attorney salary, but she knew that 
if she really would have um, taken a job that was meaningful to her, that she may not get paid as much as she was getting as an attorney. And what would she do about her student loan payment? And so many of us guys are in that situation. Like, you don't know how many people I talk to that want to quit their jobs, that want to just have a, a whole new career altogether, that want to just leave the corporate grind and start a business. But they're trying to do the responsible thing, and that is make enough money to pay off their student loans. But for every person that's doing the responsible thing, guys, I meet just as many people that just say, you know what, forget this. Just fuck these student loans. Forget it. <laughs> Like, I know a guy that he says he refuses to pay his student loans. He doesn't care about default. He doesn't care about credit. Um, He never wants to purchase a home. He's just kind of living by the seat of his pants. You know, I don't really believe that he really means that. But uh, that's what he's doing. And, um, you know, that's the choice for a lot of people, especially, especially black women, black women. And, you know, the student loan thing is a dirty secret for a lot of people. But I think as a black woman, it's more of a secret to us. We carry that shame. We hide it because a lot of the times that we we, um, got additional education, we didn't really want to do it. For example, And I'm going to be talking about me here, but this is the story of probably dozens of women that I know. And y'all know that, you know, I, you know, help repair credit. So when I talk to people during my consultations, they're telling me about the debt that they have. Um, One girl today, she's trying to get a house. We're trying to help her get her credit score. Her debt to income ratio is 104%, meaning that she owes more than she makes, period. And most of that is student loans. Probably like 90% of that is student loans. And that's the case for a lot of people. I mean, that's the case for me. But um anyway, so what I what I what I have noticed uh, is, you know, as a black woman, I'll say a black woman in my age group, you know, we went to college and you know, we had debt from the bachelor's degree, and then we graduated from college. And, you know, we had fun for about a year or two. We weren't really we weren't really thinking about student loans. They weren't really hounding us so soon. But then eventually, after about two years, you know, you've kind of pushed it off enough. And now the calls are getting more frequent, frequent. You realize that this is something that you have to pay. Well, hey, you're, let's say, 20, 26, 27 now. You've been out of school for a few years. You're kind of feeling bored. You don't really like your course corporate job. You're single. You don't have any children. You don't want to pay your student loan. So what do you do? Hmm. You get the bright idea to go back to school to get a master's degree. And what? Oh, it doesn't matter. Business administration is a common one. If you were silly like me, you got one in legal studies thinking that you possibly wanted to be an attorney. 
whatever. Um, but yeah, so you get some master's degree, maybe in education, maybe you're a teacher and hey, they're paying teachers $5,000 more a year with a master's degree. So you spend $40,000 to get an additional four or $5,000 a year, if that. I know a lot of employees don't go, don't increase pay because of the master's because it's not necessary for the job. But be that as it may, you get a couple thousand dollars more looks good on the resume, but you owe 10, 15 times more than that. And that's how so many of us got in this situation. And I really wanted to just talk to the millennials, the people younger than me, the people my niece's age. Guys, don't feel like you need a master's degree to to be popping, to look good on paper. I know I was really focused on looking good on paper versus having paper, versus having assets, versus having, you know, cash in the bank. Only cared about, oh, what it looked like on a resume or how good it would sound to tell someone that I got a master's degree. Didn't realize the implications of it. But like I said, guys, I'm not alone. You don't need to feel alone. I was reading a a CNBC article and it talked about, um, you know, 2.4 million Americans over the age of 60 owe student loans and they'll be owing them and they'll be paying them to to the day that they're they're dead and gone. This one lady, she's 76. Um, she owes forty thousand um, dollars because she got um, her, a graduate degree like in her early to mid thirties, and you know, four years she'll be eighty. She'll still be paying it, and she's tired of working. Of look, I'm thirty seven. I'm tired of working. <laughs> I'm tired, y'all. I'm tired of going to these jobs. I am tired of working. Now, I don't feel that way about my own stuff, but other people, I'm, I'm tired of showing my face and doing that fake laugh and burning up my gas and sitting in traffic and act, acting like I'm interested in conversations I'm not interested in. Y'all know the game. Most of us are tired, but I know I will definitely be tired at 76. This lady is tired, but she has to work because Social Security doesn't take into account your student loan debt. That's separate. That's extra. So the poor lady's working still. She works a part-time job just to take care of her student loans. And so, so many older Americans are doing that, guys. And it's just, it's so sad. So anyway, I didn't want this um, this show to really just talk about how bad the student loan crisis is. I think we know that. You don't have to be Einstein to know that, you know, it's something that's out of control. But I wanted to just share a few tips to help alleviate the burden, okay? So one of which... There's this program, it's called um, Income-Based Repayment. Um, That's actually what I'm involved in now. But they look at your salary and they say, hey, based on your salary, um, based on how much you earn, you need to pay this amount each month. Once you have made consecutive on-time payments for 20 years, the debt is forgiven. You don't have to make any more payments. But the caveat that I was reading 
reading and it's funny because I don't really read I didn't really know too much about this until I started researching it but the caveat is that money is taxed as taxable income um so you know you'll probably get a huge tax bill so let's say you know I'm 37 now I pay until 57 at 57 the money that um was forgiven they're gonna look at that as my income and they're gonna tax me on it so it's probably gonna be some astronomical tax bill if you're a a math whiz unlike me or an accounting whiz you probably know that it's gonna be crazy but that's an option um of course you have the option to um just make your regular payments and if you make your regular payments then you may you know it may not take you 20 years if you have astronomical debt like me a hundred thousand years I'm, I'm sorry woo, a hundred thousand dollars or more um you know the income based repayment makes sense but let's say you only owe you know 10 to fifteen thousand well you don't really need to pay for 20 years on that, you can probably just pay what you really owe every single month, you know, by following a budget and then you're done with it. Um, But my point is you need to pay something because garnishment is no joke. Because once the student loan people say we're garnishing your wages, I've talked to people who no longer get a tax return. Um, I talk to people that, I mean, garnish, meaning we take this money out of your check before you even see it, especially if you work for, um, I know a couple teachers that I I talk to, they get their wages garnished. So every two weeks, they're getting $300, $400 taken out of their checks, y'all. You don't want to get garnished. (laughs) You do not want to get garnished. Let you give, let you be the one to hand your money off. You never want to let them take it. So you definitely want to make payment arrangements you got the income-based repayment. You can pay your normal monthly amount. Um, I mean, if you're not making any money at all, they can't get blood from a turn up, let them know. You know, your income-based repayment may be zero or $20, $30, $40, $50, whatever the case may be, depending on what you're bringing in. The point is you have to be in communication with these people. You can't just keep dodging them, thinking that, you know, you're under the radar. Mm-mm. No, student loans are like the IRS, they are always watching. They know exactly where you are. They know where you live. They know where you work. They know where your mama live. They will find you. So as I was saying, guys, you definitely want to avoid garnishment. But speaking of student loans, and this is another um, tip that I want to give. So um, one of my business mentors who, you know, she got out of corporate America a few years ago, but she works, you know, our credit restoration business full time. Um, this coming Friday, um, she will have paid off all of her student loans. Her birthday is this Friday. She's actually doing a um, a debt free birthday party. She won't owe student loans anymore, and not too many more people. I think either. I think she's gonna be a hundred percent debt free, but totally she um won't be owing any student loans. And mind you, she would not have been able to pay eighty thousand 
$50,000 in student loans by working her corporate job. It just would not have been possible no matter how much she saved. But because she was in a business in which she earned, you know, residual income, she was able to just throw money every month on her student loan payments. So my recommendation and this, and y'all, this is why I was going to start that selfie station that I told y'all about. I knew that I needed more money than any employer could give me um, to pay off my student loan debt because I want to be able to leave a legacy. I don't want to be all my life paying bills. I don't have children. I may not have children. I may have children. Who knows? But regardless, I want to leave this earth leaving someone something, whether it be my niece, whether it be another family member, whether it be a friend, whether I start um, um, a scholarship for someone or in someone's honor. I don't want to die owing everybody and their mom. Like it's important for me not to be in that position. So anyway, I knew that I would need something on the side in order to reach that goal. So y'all probably heard the story. I thought I was going to do a selfie station. Didn't have the credit to qualify to get the $15,000 station finance. Was scrolling through Instagram depressed. Saw um, an ad on my good friend's page about fixing credit. Told She told me about fixing my credit. She told me about the business opportunity and it made perfect sense and it has been on since. But the reason why all of this started was because the student loan debt was looming over my head. So if you're someone that's in them, that's in a position where you're working a full time job, um, you know that you probably need to do something on the side. Um, a good deciding factor is student loans to make that decision, because as you know, it's already difficult just paying your your regular mortgage, your regular rent, your reg, just your car note, um, groceries, basic cost of living on your, your income, because that's money based off of what you can, what you, what, how many hours you've put in, you had to, to work for that. So all that's going out, but you're only able to work, you know, eight to 10 hours a day. We know the drill. So I would definitely implore you to look for additional ways to make extra money. And so you can, throw that money at the student loan people because even if you just even if you just came up with a couple hundred dollars a month and you just had to put a couple hundred dollars um with it that's going to be less um less stress for you you know that's coming that's less overhead for you so that's an option as well income based repayments paying your regular bill paying the absolute minimum you can get away with to not get your wages garnished or to start a side hustle to start a business to do something else even and I hate the idea of a second job because I feel like you never get ahead with second jobs but hey if you're someone that can that you're really disciplined about it you don't want to do the business thing no matter the benefits you just you just love to work for people you love to trade hours for dollars hey start a second job and use that money exclusively to pay off your student loan debt because 
when you're young, especially if you're younger than me, if you're listening and you're in your early 20s, your mid 20s, time is on your side. You don't want to have to, you're not, you don't want to stress out and try to pay all this debt when you're 40 years old. You want to do it as early as possible. Give yourself as much time to pay so you can pay it as quickly as possible so you can enjoy your debt free life. Um, and also, if you are a millennial, if you are a, a younger person, like I said, don't feel pressured to go back to school just because everyone else is doing it, because you're bored, because you don't really know what you want to do, because you think it's a good idea and it sounds good. Don't do it. You don't want the debt that comes with those kind of decisions. It's okay to just, I think I was reading a, a Susie Orman um, quote and she said, it's better to not do anything. She said, it's better to not do anything with your money to, than to do something that you don't quite understand. And <laughs> being in your early 20s, you don't really understand how debt works. It hasn't really hit you yet because you probably aren't in the market for um, a, a home. You might be still driving your parents' used car, which is excellent, by the way. Speaking of debt, car debt is the debt to avoid, especially a new car, because once you drive that car off the lot, woo, <laughs> the, car, the value goes down so 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 fast buying a brand new car not a great decision um and I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about that more in the coming weeks but yeah you don't really understand it don't feel like you have to rush and make a decision just chill just wait um I know my niece is uh, about to start nursing school she just got accepted I don't think you I told you guys that on the last podcast but she got accepted into nursing school, but I'm so proud of her because she went to, um, you know, she went to community college and she got a full scholarship. So she doesn't owe anybody any money yet thus far. And looks like her nursing school thus far is going to be paid for. And, you know, I know that she may owe a little bit, um, but right now she doesn't owe anybody anything. And every time I talk to her, um, we go out to eat or, you know, we, we meet up at church. I always talk to her about the importance of not having any student loan debt when she graduates because y'all do not want that noose around your neck. If you don't have any student loan debt or if you have very little, listen to someone that, that um, is older than you. You do not want to have this noose around your neck. It's not good. And like the, you know, the people that I was reading in the article, they're 77. 75, 80 years old, they will definitely tell you guys the same thing. It's just, it's it's not a good feeling. So be smart. Only take out what you owe. Don't avoid the phone calls. Don't avoid the bills. Get on the phone with those people. Make an arrangement. Stick to your arrangement. Do not get your wages garnished. And if you're not in that crazy cycle right now, do not feel pressured to go get a degree just to please someone 
someone or just to look good on paper. Mm-mm-mm. That's not what any of this life thing is about. Do what you love and get paid to do it. And you want to owe as little as possible in the process, guys. All right. So hopefully um, this episode was helpful. Um, but this subject, I'm going to continue to research um, because I want to talk more and more and more about it because I know a 30 minute segment is just not enough to really talk about the different options that you have. Um, I know I was reading about different nonprofits that you can work for. They don't pay very much, but you know, once you commit to a certain time frame, um, they will uh, forgive your debt. So I want to research a lot more about the options because they're out there because I need as many options as I can for myself. So once I learn more, I'm definitely going to be bringing that information to you guys. But thank you so much for listening. Um, My goal is to be more regular with the podcasting. Um, I have a lot more that I want to talk to you guys about just because, I, like I said, I've been doing a lot of reading and really starting to make some changes. And it's just on my heart to share that information with you guys so if you are as always check me out on my social medias um i'm the star washington on instagram star washington on facebook um my business website is www.star with two r's washington.com and um if you need to get your credit repaired or you're interested in learning more about a business opportunity to help other people repair their credit shoot me a text um and my number is 386-383-6968 all right guys have a great night